Father God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are victorious in this war, in this battle for each one of us, for our lives, for the truth. Lord God, you are the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. And I thank you that you have taught us to walk in that way. I bind the powers of darkness that would cloud the um, eyes, ears, understanding hearts that avail the eyes and hearts of the people that they cannot see. So give us, Father, mercy and open our eyes open our ears to understand, lest we be a rebellious house, Father God. I thank you, Jesus, you were not rebellious. You laid down your life, you took it up again, you victoriously released the souls that were held captive in the prisons of the bowels of death, and Lord, you have come to rescue us. I thank you, Lord, for the promise that you've given us authority even to bind things that need to be bound. Whatever, whatever things you said you bind on earth are bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. And whatever you, whoever sins you forgive, they're forgiven them. Father God, thank you for these tremendous uh, authorities that you have given us, Lord God. I come against the powers of darkness, and I declare your word and promise over all of us that no weapon formed against us will prosper, that the enemy cannot bring forth accusations, lies, incriminations, confusion, judgments against us, or cause us to become con- con- confounded or confused about what is the truth. I pray that we'd rightly divide your holy word of truth and that you'd give us your wisdom. I thank you, Lord God, that you are the faithful witness and the wonderful counselor. We pray and secure your blood and protection over every moment of this day, every person involved in it, that those who work in your kingdom would be encouraged today with help from on high. We ask these things, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you know, we're going to be talking today about something that's very, uh, actually a hot topic, actually, even among the young people, and it's the idea of Stop judging me or you're judging me. There's a lot of confusion that has been purposely orchestrated by Satan uh, to bring that word judgment or judging into a place where it becomes um, uh, a reprobate, unacceptable, socially, politically incorrect behavior. And so people can have lost their way in discerning the difference between judging and discerning when you discern that something is evil and, and whatnot. Um, you can't do that now because that's called judging. And these young people especially are swallowed up in this uh, this idea, this mindset of don't judge me, stop judging me. Anything you say to correct would be judging. We're going to look at that a little bit deeper today and the implications of that and how crazy that can, uh, what crazy conclusions that can bring us to. So um, with that, let's begin. Uh, Matthew chapter 7 um, you, everybody knows this scripture, and it's probably one of the devil's favorite scriptures. Yeah, in uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 1, judge not that you be not judged. And a lot of people just take that verse and just stop there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, for what, with what judgment you judge, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So, yeah, like you mentioned, Marjorie, you know, well, this is a spiritual principle, obviously, yes. yeah, that yeah. if you if you judge someone, Satan is going to use that to uh, do the demonic reciprocity and flip it back on you and judge you for judging them. And so, therefore, that's why the Lord is warning us not to do that, because if you judge your mother-in-law and you're bitter against your mother-in-law because she's harsh and controlling or whatever, 
the devil will flip that back on you and you will ultimately become the thing that you hate because that's the way that scripture works. And when we're talking about judging, we're not talking about being just being critical or expressing opinions. Uh, We're not talking about just, you know, tolerance or, uh, you know, ignoring sin or not confronting sin, that sort of thing. You know, basically, essentially, a judge means to distinguish or to decide. Uh, It can mean to condemn or sentence. Mm-hmm. And, and and basically it's separating. Discerning means to recognize as separate or different or to mm-hmm. perceive or to make out clearly, to see clearly, to perceive or recognize the difference. Yes, and that's the problem. People the are not difference. recognizing the difference yes. between um, that which is right and acceptable before the Lord and that which is not. Because the problem is that Satan has com- completely deceived people to use this formula, you are what you do. You know, when we, God made us human beings in his image and we are called beings and we originate from heaven and that's our, where our, our place of identity and origin. But when we got onto the, into the snake pit, Satan says, no, 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 we changed the rules. Now you are what you do. And so when you do that, you are what you do. Um, then you cannot discern the being from the behavior. And because we cannot b- discern the being from the behavior, we have to endorse bad behavior because if we don't, we're judging the person. Um, but, you know, let's go back for a second back to Matthew because I wanted to look at a couple of things. Jesus's own words here regarding the difference between discerning and judging. It's right there in, this, in the first six verses of Matthew 7. He says, and why do you, verse 3, it says, and why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye and do not consider the plank in your own eye? Mm-hmm. Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye and look, a plank is in your own eye. It says hypocrite mm-hmm. means an actor. So you're pretending you're something you're not really not. Uh, first remove the plank from your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And then he goes on, we can... Yeah, please read that sixth verse. Verse six is important. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. So notice what Jesus is saying here. He's saying, first of all, don't judge by appearances. Don't be foolish. Don't, um, if you've got a plank in your own eye, if you've got your own issues. Why do you pick on someone? Jesus said in the story with the woman taken in adultery, he was without sin, let him cast the first stone. So that's kind of where he's going right here. If you have sin, if you have a plank in your eye, what business do we have? Can we even see clearly to take a speck out of our brother's eye? But then he goes on to say, if you, if you do that, if you're judging with that plank in your eye, you are a hypocrite. So he's just judged everybody who does that, hasn't he? According to the new definition, Jesus has just judged them as hypocrites. But notice in verse 6, he says, don't give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and tear you in pieces. You don't take your pearls out into the pig pen and show them to the pigs, lest they grab them out of your hand and bury them in the mud. This is foolish. You wouldn't wear your pearls in the pig pen. Um, In other words, the the deep, holy, precious revelations that God has given you, you're not going to toss them out before hypocrites, unbelievers, scoffers, and expect them to not trample them uh, and your 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 yourself into the ground. So this this so question: How do you discern if that person is a swine or a dog or someone who's safe to to give a pearl to? You have to discern it. Is that judging? 
No, it's like you just said, it's telling the difference between, you know, difference between good and bad, holy and unholy. Um, it's just, you know, well, part of living, right, it's, being it's wise. It's seeing what it really is. Jesus said, don't judge according to appearance, mm-hmm. but judge righteous judgment. In other words, so you have to have the discernment to do that because some people that maybe look like swine aren't swine. Yeah. And and some people that appear to be um, sheep are, are swine. So, <laughs> so you, well, you th- know, there has to be in your judging. And but, the, but the young ones, the young ones, they think any negative thing you say about, about a person's behavior, behavior is judging them. They, for example, well, we'll just go back to that later. But Jesus said um, he calls these people hypocrites. He called the Pharisees hypocrites. He called them of their father, the devil. Is he judging? Is he judging? John the Baptist said, you're you're a brood of vipers when he taught, was talking to his crowd. Paul Called them who um, called them out who were forsaking him. He said, "Anyone who brings another gospel is accursed." Right. You know, in Galatians. Um, so, accusing someone of judging can be tricky business because you know, was Jesus judging? Was Paul judging? And in Jude and all those other places, they're talking about these. What? What? What, what did you read this morning? Vile uh, dreamers, um, deceivers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clouds without water. If you read in Second Peter chapter, I think two and three. And you read Jude, it describes these false teachers in very, <laughs> very, could we say, critical terms. Right. Very, basically, they're spots, they're blemishes, they have eyes full of adultery, they're, mm-hmm. they're covetous, they're cursed, they're wells without water, clouds, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wells without water, clouds without rain. Uh, they're, they're in very, they're very evil, wicked people. They, they're, they're scoffers. They're mockers. Right. Notice, they're, and, and, and this is what Peter says. Well, this think, is what the Word says. The Word of God yeah, is so discerning. So the standard, the, you have to have a standard. If you're going to be mm-hmm. discerning or judging, you know, and judging, Jesus said, we, we don't want to be condemning of people. But when we're, when we're judging righteous judgment, we're calling something, we're recognizing for something it, yeah. for what it really is, mm-hmm. and there has to be a standard. You have to be a standard. In other words, if you're measuring something with a tape measure, mm-hmm. you, to find out if it's off or not, you measure it. Or you're, if something's yeah. not level, and all you measure tape it. You have, a, you have a standard right. to follow. And then so also, not only the standard of the Word of God, but the Holy Spirit. Right. Because otherwise, you're just going to see according to your... Um, human well, reasoning and stuff like that. But the Holy Spirit looks right down into the heart of what's really going on. Well, and, you know, judging is, like I said, tricky business because if you're judging me for judging them, you're saying you're judging, you're actually judging me, which is doing exactly what you said that you, we shouldn't be doing. Um, and so we become, and Paul says it this way, he says, do I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Mm-hmm. Are we not doing the very same thing? <clears throat> you're judging me for saying that I'm judging them, you're doing the same thing you're telling me not to do. Well, it's like in our contemporary society, those that accuse others of being racist are probably the most racist people themselves. Well, and that's just, that's just, that's not even a reasonable argument. That's just accusations. Right. But but the Bible says, um, when it says judge not, does it mean that you can never, uh, that you always have to agree with someone, that you always have to be nice, that you can never say anything negative? Because if you do, you're judging. And this is where Satan couches his evil behaviors 
and sinful behaviors under this, you know, he put up this barrier, don't judge me. And then behind the barrier, he's pushing people towards all these wicked, wicked, incredibly rebellious, wicked, defiling behaviors. And no one dares say anything about it because we're, the, the, the accusation cast back is, you're judging me. Or, or we say, well, who am I to judge? Because I've got things wrong myself. Who am I to judge? And well, so we just let it all go. Yeah. And all of society deteriorates because, very quickly yeah, because yeah. we won't because we deal. equate the bible says behavior. ephesians i think it's chapter 5 verse 11 um, have no fellowship with the unrighteous works of darkness but rather reprove them it says in the king james in other words call them out uh, new king james says expose them well proverbs 2 says in verse 2 it says um well, he says in verse one, my son, if you receive my words and treasure my commandments within you so that you can, you, that you incline your ear to wisdom and ply your heart to understanding. Yes. If you cry out for discernment. So he says discernment, understanding, uh, the difference between good and evil. And then he goes on to say, um, that you have to discern to, de- to deliver you verse 12 from the way of evil and from men who speak perverse things from those who leave the paths of righteousness, uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness. So if I don't have discernment, I will follow after these people because I'm afraid I'll be rejected or I won't be politically correct or I'll be or, or they'll accuse me or they'll you know uh you know uh you know reject me. In the times in which we are living now, it's like evil is called good and yeah. good is called evil. Mm-hmm. And and in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 23, and then again in chapter 44, it talks about God rebukes the leaders, the priests, whose job it was to show the difference Mm -hmm, between the holy and the unholy, Mm -hmm. the clean and the unclean. That is the job, one of the jobs of spiritual leaders in our day. Absolutely, and they're failing to keep the standard or hold the standard or lift up the standard. The Bible warns us against calling evil good and good evil, and that's exactly what's happened because we have become confused, bewitched, not thinking I have a right to say anything about you know same-sex marriages or uh, you know abortion or whatever the political agendas are right now that we we have been silenced by these accusations that are simply accusations um, going along with wickedness following the ways of the wicked not judging righteous judgment um, yes we understand God is the ultimate judge and believe you me. For those who are walking in these confusing errors and deliberately deceiving other people, as it also talks about, there is a judgment coming. Yes, we're not to judge, but if we are, but but understand the difference between judging and discerning. If we cannot judge, then how could a boss ever fire an unprofitable worker, or how could anyone ever win a prize? You know, if we're not, we, we can't judge them. We all have to get first prize. We all have to have a participation award because nobody can be better than anybody else because then somebody might feel bad and we're judging and that's not, you know, that's not love. So in John eight forty four, we have Jesus confronting the, the religious leaders, the socially accepted elite of the day who are supposed to be the scribes, the, the, the scholars, and he called them, you are of your father, the devil. Now I understand that was Jesus saying that, but again, he's called us to, to operate under the Holy Spirit to do his will. Um, you know, so therefore, how do we, how do we ever say anything negative about sin or behavior without being 
caught in the net of you're judging me. We live in a time where there's accusation, lies, accusation, innuendo, spinning everything in the wrong way, making good look evil and evil mm-hmm. look good. So we're, we're at this place. But when we're talking about judging or discerning, we're simply being able to see through the outward appearance and, and according to the Word of God mm-hmm. and according to the Spirit of God, expose things, reveal things. It goes uh, back to Describe the... things before, as, as to what they really are. This really goes back to a foundational error, and I just alluded to it a little bit ago. When God sees us, he calls us a being, defines us as a being, a human being. When Satan defines us, he defines us by what we do, you are a doing. And in this world, the God of this world, the philosophy of this world, the ed- education, the equation of this world is you are what you do. So therefore, if I equate my being with my behavior and my behavior is bad, no one can ever say anything bad about your behavior because then they're supposedly saying something bad about you. However, God wants us to, to operate as beings separate from our behavior. He wants to separate our behavior, if it's sinful, from us. Otherwise, it becomes like a, a, a concrete life jacket, life preserver, and when you fall out of the boat, that thing is going to destroy you. Sin has got to be separated from the being, the body, the human being, and we must uh, go back to God's definitions here in order to be able to apply judgment and discerning properly. Because otherwise, if I say, if I'm uh, uh, talking about your behavior and you take it personal because you think you are your behavior, but, but you don't realize you're being tempted by a devil or a demon or a liar or a familiar spirit or you're uh, someone else who has a familiar spirit who's tempting you to enticing you, seducing you to come with them. If you embrace your behavior as you, then every bad, naughty, terrible thing that comes out of you, you have to see as you. And therefore, ultimately, you're going to hate yourself because of the swearing, the profanity, the confusion, the lust, the perversion. And you'll, if you cannot separate yourself from your sin, you'll never get free from your sin because sin has got to be judged. Well, Jesus said regarding false prophets, he said, by their fruits, you shall know them. Now, there, there's a part of it there by what they're doing. What, mm-hmm. what is the result of what they're doing? Well, it can never Exposes be corrected, Exposes them it? for who they really are. Yeah. But so you, there's, there's another side of that, too. Another problem is, you know, if, you, if the church has swallowed this, too, that they cannot bring any correction, they cannot bring any direction of, or discernment to anybody's behavior. Everything's okay. You know, we have to we love, love, just, love, love, love everybody, yeah, right. but we don't speak any truth to anybody. So pe- speaking the truth without love does not cause people to grow up. It causes them to die because, you know, uh, approval, confirming or condoning evil, wicked behaviors is um, uh, a, a folly. It's error. It's it's a disservice because we're here to to lift up truth and righteousness. Not that we're in, not that we're perfect. I I don't have to be perfect to tell the truth. I just have to be obedient to God, and He will perfect that which concerns me. And so, therefore, you say, "Well, I can't preach the gospel because I still got sin." You know what? Separate yourself from your sin and. Preach the gospel according to the obedience that God has called you to and let him deal with your sin. Because otherwise, no one will ever be perfect perfect enough to do anything. Right. You know, and so, um, but the devil has been playing this game for a long time. Very, 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 very confusing. Heavy spiritual attack has come down the way um, on along the lines of being 
of right and wrong because devil wants to blur those lines so that nobody knows for sure where the line of righteousness is. And it seems like that line of righteousness has been pushed further and further to the far, far, far left of evil. Um, you know, he's clouding the difference between judging and discerning. That's how he's doing this. Um, his favorite scripture, again, I think this is the devil's favorite scripture, is judge and not because he can use it to push back at the divine standards of justice, truth, righteousness, and discernment. And by by putting everyone in that place of confusion and ultimately silence, you know, who who am I? Do I have a right to say anything? Right, yeah, who am I? And a lot of it is, too, is the fear of man. Right. Because we're afraid, oh, man, they might not like us, they might leave the church, they might not tithe anymore, whatever it is, mm-hmm. we're, we're afraid of what they will say or what they will think about us or what they will do. Mm-hmm. But the, the, well, it's like the this. truth yeah. the truth spoken in love is so Im- important. Oh. And, and the Bible says, um, speaks, God is speaking to the prophets in the Old Testament. He said, if, if they would have been truly hearing my word and speaking my word, they would have turned the people away from mm-hmm. their sin, mm-hmm. away from their iniquity. Well, you know, okay, so Satan has got the, the church. For, he baited everybody into believing your behavior is your being, and you can't touch the behavior because then you're judging the being. And he's got us in this demonic headlock as we wrestle against the forces of darkness. And so we're afraid. We, we, uh, we're, we're silent. We're speechless. We can't say anything. Um, it's, it, you know, because if I do that, um, then people are going to, you know, be angry with me. So prideful, arrogance, new rules, social, as, 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 you know, judging is out and everybody gets to do what they want. There's like a, a, a kind of a progression of silence and, and uh, hypocrisy and shame and non-judging that has taken over this land. It's a hypocrisy, too, because those that are hide behind, arrogantly uh, hide behind, that you're judging me, mm-hmm. they're the most critical accusing people of all <laughs> yeah, right. usually it's okay for them to say it well it goes like this first um it first starts with us being afraid afraid to say anything fear of being rejected fear of man uh fear of looking different uh fear of you know being uh ridiculed or laughed at two uh, we we become silent and we say nothing against evil three we don't stand against evil um and therefore uh you, we evil, don't, evil, we, evil comes. We, we, yeah, we're politically evil incorrect. We, we're politically correct, and no one brings any correction um, to real evil. Fourth, and those that, you know, the Bible says, and I think it's Isaiah 59, it says, those who turn from iniquity make themselves a prey. Mm-hmm. So it's like, again, it's the fear of man. Who wants to oh, like, Who wants to take the heat for standing for the truth? And Paul said it earlier. He says, do I become uh, an enemy? Your enemy because, because I tell, tell you the, the truth. truth. Yes. So then fourth, evil behaviors are condoned through passive agreement. How many evil behaviors has America condoned through passivity? Uh, whether it's abortion, whether it's... A, we just you know, let it go. They're, they're total blatant... Uh, 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 Actions against the word of God, total, blatant, blatant, and yet no one utters a peep about these things. Um, so then evil behaviors multiply uh, with no resistance, and then truth tellers are outnumbered and swallowed up and scorned, and uh, and then they're accused. Um, the wicked hurl accusations and of judging against those who are resisting them. And calling them names, racist, white supremacist, haters, whatever, to create more division, more 
bitterness, more strife, more smokescreen, so that no evil, wicked, deadly behaviors are ever brought to the light. Now those who shout, don't judge me, are judging those who stand up against Mm -hmm. the lie. Mm -hmm. Then the hypocrisy of the wicked wins the day as the truth tellers melt away and lick their wounds for feeling bad and ashamed, being made the off-scouring of the earth. So shame and silence push back the truth and evil takes more ground. This is exactly kind of how this thing moves forward. That's exactly what's going on. So there will be a place of judgment where God will judge the the wicked and and the righteous. Don't think you're going to get out of that. I don't care who you are, how how well you've insulated yourself from the truth or God's word or how, you know, everyone will come to that moment of truth and that moment of uh, rec- uh, revelation be, and they will be brought to the, we will all be brought to the place of judgment. Yes, God is the judge. He judges the wicked. Um, uh, you know, and many of the servants of the Lord spoke harsh things um, and, and others promoted it and they didn't, they didn't stand up against it. Paul said in Galatians, now look, look at this, the man in the Bible, Paul, he came against lies, liars who are perverting the gospel. And he said, he says, if anyone comes preaching any other gospel, let him be accursed. Is that judging or what is that? St. John said, call him, call him a brood of vipers who ta- taught you to flee from the wrath to come. Jude said that, like we said, like uh, dreamers and liars. Jesus, again, said they're of their father. Filthy that, dreamers. Yeah. So, um, well, you know, what's, what's going on here? What, what who, you say, well, I don't have a right to judge. Well, God doesn't ask you to judge, but we have to discern. There, there, there's a discerning that's different than judging. Judging says, I condemn you to hell. Discernment says, this has got to go. <laughs> this is not good. This, this, this tumor is not, is not good. This apple is rotten. This, uh, whatever, you know, this behavior, this reckless driving I'm not going to get in the car because you're driving recklessly. Well, you're judging me for driving recklessly. No, I'm just discerning that I don't want to get in the car with you because if you're driving recklessly, it may take my life. So the thing is, I can't say anything about your reckless driving. I can't say anything about your disrespecting your parents. I can't say anything about the way you dress because because I might be judging you. This is where a lot of the kids have been totally swallowed up in the social, um, politically correct can't say anything. Be nice gospel. It's, it's not about a be nice gospel. The gospel is not very nice. A lot of times it's pretty harsh. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty open the ground up and swallow them kind of thing once in a while. You just, we can't have it our way. We have to have it God's way and we have to want God's way to be in the right way. Otherwise the, the judgment will come upon us. Yeah, every one of us are going to have to stand before God. We have to give count for every idle, empty word. Mm-hmm. A action, you say, well, you know, I can get forgiven. Well, certainly you can be forgiven. But you have to admit or ask. You, you have, have to, to repent, a- confess. You have to repent and ask for, for mm-hmm. forgiveness. And uh, the secrets uh, of the heart are going to be judged, according to Romans. Uh, the, the, se- the very secrets of your heart are going to be judged. We're all going to have to stand before God someday. Um, and so he, the final judgment, when you're talking about judging it's important for us to, Paul said, I don't judge myself. Mm-hmm. In other words, he says, I know, as far as I know, I'm doing okay, but he who judges me is the Lord. The Lord knows the whole story. We, No matter how much we know, we only know part of the story, and God knows the rest of the story. Yeah. Therefore, the final sentencing of everything is God's. 
belongs to the Lord. That's right, because he does know the thoughts and intents of the heart. He knows how yes. the devil set us up. He knows how the devil got the advantage and pro- programmed us. But, you know, it's this foolishness to think that, you know, what is your definition um, of discerning and judging? I mean, do you feel you, is it, it's an everyday thing? Discerning is an everyday thing. We diagnose sicknesses we diagnose we troubleshoot plumbing problems we we weather we fix car engines we're yeah. diagnosing discerning and people don't realize that that's a valid activity as well um so again the things are really twisted up with the devil and he doesn't want us to stand our ground or or uh take our position now for example here's another example um you know people say well you can't criticize their choices and their gender identity, blah, 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 whatever. But the thing is, okay, so the parent uh, sees the three-year-old, their child, sticking their fork in the light socket or the electrical outlet. The parent jumps from their chair and, and grabs the fork and says, don't, don't ever do that. Don't do that. Now, is and, and because why? Why is the parent doing that? Because they love the child. That's a behavior, though, that, that is an expression it's of the child. Just, How can you interfere with that? Because you love oh, the child. just ch- let them do it. Yeah. They're just children. But So oh. when, when God gave us the warning, and he says, the soul that sins shall die, it was a warning. It wasn't a curse. But Satan says, no, 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 just let them do it. You know, it's their way of expressing themselves. They have their color crayon. They're scribbling all over the walls. Oh, just let them do it. It's, it's, it's a freedom of expression. Oh, isn't that cute? And we just let these things go on. And sure enough, the child eventually electrocutes themselves. And then we feel bad because why? Because we believed a lie. You know, we have got to recognize Satan is, is in this for, he, he's, the stakes are high. He's, he's trying to save his own butt. And he is in this to kill, steal, and destroy every human being, body, soul, and spirit, man, woman, boy, girl, child, everybody. He is out to kill you, not just, you know, give you a little grief during your day. He is out there to snatch you away from God and throw you into hell forever. And part of, part of judging or discerning is because we, will, we warn people, God warns us because he loves us, because he sees the blessings that will come to us with obedience, and he sees the disastrous consequences that can mm-hmm. come to us because of our disobedience. You know, yeah. we're seeing seeing the, the the consequences, the evil consequences of certain behaviors. Right. That's why we do it, and because we care about people. We don't want people to be destroyed in body, soul, and spirit. Well, one of the most evil consequences about this behavior is that you're sinning against yourself when you go against your own conscience, you go against your own spirit so that you can be loved and accepted. Uh, And so you end up doing things you even hate yourself and then end up feeling, you know, overwhelmed by what you've done and feel bad and like you're lost because you were afraid to stand up for yourself for the truth for who you are because you couldn't touch another person's behavior because you might be judging them well you know that's between them and god their behavior is between them and god but you don't have to go along with them and you don't have to be uh, contrary to yourself, reject your own self, your own self-righteous, your, your own righteous, holy being to be accepted and loved by them and then end up doing things you hate yourself so then you end up hating yourself. 
Well, what happens is God told Ezekiel, he said, you must warn the wicked of their wicked way. And if you don't warn the wicked of their wicked way, I'm going to require their blood at your hand. Right. If you don't want your sinful behavior to define you, then confess your sin, separate yourself from it, from what you're doing, and walk in truth and you will love yourself. And this is, I think, why people don't love themselves too, because they've compromised themselves uh, and their their righteousness, their true identity, they've compromised it to get other people's approval. And what good will anybody else's approval help you out on the Day of Judgment? How will their approval or their fine words about you do anything to benefit you when you stand before God? They won't. Nothing. No one. Their words, their their uh, witness, their testimony. The only testimony that will help you out is that of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ wants us to be true to ourselves. So let us not be afraid to discern um, what is evil and shun it. Walk away from it. Say no to it. And don't be hooked up in this bait that, oh, I'm sorry. I just judged you. You know, no, you're not judging them. You're judging the thing they are doing and you're walking away from it for for life's sake, for safety's sake, for truth's sake. F- Father, we just ask you now for, especially the young ones who are so tripped up in all of this confusion about judging, don't judge me, you're judging me, that they will be set free. It, it doesn't take but a half a split second for you to give them that revelation, Lord God. And so I pray you'd rip the veils off the heads the blindness from the eyes, the dullness from the ears, the hardness from the hearts, and wake up your people. Wake them up, Father. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And and by the way, if you want any information more about us, check out liferecovery.com. We have lots of blogs and information, books and and, um, CDs. We also have a conference coming up this Saturday in New Hope, Minnesota. Uh, check it out on the events page. It's under the home tab, and you'll find out directions and more information. We'd love to have you come. It will also be live streamed, and uh, so check it out. God bless you. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.